Well, let's do it. Um, welcome to Meal Tip Tuesday, everybody. Uh, we're coming to you live today from Palmyra, Maine. We're as far away as we can be in the U.S. We from could home. Go, we could go a little further up Maine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that we ever would. Nope. But I'm good. Yeah, we're we're pretty far away from home, and uh, it was a little troublesome getting here. Had some had some trailer troubles on the way up. And, um, anyways, we had a uh, heck of a, heck of a blessing, you know, on the way up, uh, ended up, so we, we burned out a bearing, we burned up a bearing on the way up and, um, I pulled the tire off and I look at that mess and, you know, if you ever burned up a bearing, it is, it is a disaster. It just looks horrible. Everything's burned up and stinks and I just don't even know where to start, you know, but anyways, we was trying to call some help, you know, I was like, oh, I gotta call somebody to come help me, some roadside assistance or something, and, um, couldn't get a hold of anybody, and as we're sitting there, I finally started watching YouTube, I said, well, I guess I gotta fi fix this myself, figure it out, so I started watching YouTube, and anyways, a guy pulled up and said, hey, you need some help, and I said, well, yeah, I burned up a bearing, I don't know how to fix this mess he said oh i can help you i can do it so mike from maine wherever you are in the world man thank you we're grateful it meant a lot to us yeah he was, has no idea it was quite the blessing and <laughs> anyways he we had it buttoned up in about an hour and a half and we made it up here to maine and i spent uh usually i will spend our days off riding or doing something i spent my day um these awesome folks here where we're staying we're at the beam farm in Palmyra, Maine, and uh, they got a shop here, and anyway, so I spent the day changing bearings and fixing up stuff, and anyways. We can always find the blessings in the yeah. in the struggle. Yeah, there's sure. always some blessings somewhere. The so. blessing here is we where we're staying is where the shop is, so. Yeah, <laughs> our trailer is parked right in front of the shop, so because it's great. we live in this trailer, so when yep. we have to take it to be worked on, that's our whole house. <laughs> So yeah. it's really difficult. So, yeah, we couldn't have been any more blessed, yep. I don't think, through it all. And um, so that's kind of, I thought I'd, um, I wrote down a different tip to talk about, but um, I decided that that's what I want to talk about today is just some tips for you guys to be prepared out on the road. Um, if you don't know how to do simple fixes like, like, um, you know, even just change your tires, um, be able to change bearings. It's, it's a good thing to know. Um, these guys here, they've been teaching me how to, how to change the bearings out and some things to notice about them. And so that's good. But, you know, when you guys are out on the road, you need to be prepared. And just a little bit on the mule side of things, um, you know, like... Remember when we were stopped in, in Green River? Yes. So, we were there for five hours on the side uh, of the road. Yeah, we burned up a bearing, but I guess that's three three years ago in Green River, well, Utah. And it was in it was in the summer and on the side of the road and it was hot. And we didn't have a full tank of water. Remember that? We yep. had we had a little bit. We had just a little bit of water. And uh you know, so as you guys travel, especially if you're traveling far, travel with some water, travel with some feed, you know, um, 
and if you're going to be traveling, you guys got to do your best to get these animals kind of broke to deal with some stuff because, um, like we have the, the rookie on board. I'm not sure it was her pawn last night or not. It might've been Chrome, but anyways, it's worth I think changing. I it was Riata. Yeah, well, <laughs> it not Riata. Riata does know. no wrong. But, um, anyways, just having your mules be able just to stand in the trailer because one of the things I see a lot of times at the clinics is people pull up to the clinic and I know it's been a long drive, and even us getting here last night, the meals were anxious to get out. Mm. But um, practice it more often when you pull up after you ride. Don't be in such a hurry to hurry and unload your mule. Let them stand on there a little bit, you know. Like yesterday, meals had to stand while the trailer's up on a jack, you know. And um, but anything you want to add about being prepared? It was that? loud too. Like couldn't even hardly talk to each other. So I'm sure it was just. Oh yeah. All the noise and the just I don't know. Yeah, being on being on the side of the highway is just it's scary. It's really it really is. It's scary and it was dark by the um, time we finished. But or you finished. Was, I didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, you did. You held the flashlight. I did, I held the flashlight. So anyways that's good, but Yeah, you gotta be prepared. What else you got to add about being prepared with females? Um, I don't know. Christy was, Christy, she's on here. We were just talking about that today because she asked if, because um, we already had the parts for the bearings to be changed. Yeah, and have your parts. So, yeah, that was helpful because that was part of the problem the last time in Mo or where were we, Green, Green River. Because the guy came out to help us, then had to go way back into town to get the parts, then come back to fix it. So it just was so long. So our lesson there was... Have, have parts. the parts handy so yep. it goes out. You, or at least, are, have that down. <laughs> yeah. So have your have an extra set of bearings. Um, spare tires is another one. Um, you know, like our trailer has an odd size tire, and some of you guys with the living quarters, you guys might have an odd size tire too. The seventeen and a half inch rims, if you guys have any of those on your trailers which a lot of them a lot of the newer ones are making them that way they're kind of hard to find and so we actually pack two spares because oh my gosh when you use that spare and that's all you have and now you're on nothing boy that gives you a little stress so especially when you have to go clear to maine yeah <laughs> so have, from utah yeah, or <laughs> yeah so have a have an extra set of bearings and have a uh, couple spare tires have water for your mules feed on board i don't know there's just lots of things you guys could be prepared for out on the road and um this is this is like the the least the less glamorous side because everybody comes up and you guys can imagine that folks say oh you guys are so lucky you get to travel all over and we are blessed right we're, there's a lot of blessings we are extremely blessed to be able to see so much of the country and see see some you know meet all you people there's so many of you guys on here we've met and you're you're fantastic friends you guys watching right now you're all our friends and um but uh boy being busted down on the side of the road is sure stressful i feel like just the actual traveling part the to and from yep is just the not for the faint of heart <laughs> yeah it's it's stressful you know dealing with everything on the side of the road so we're very grateful for all you guys that make the long drives to attend our clinics because, you know, we, I mean, we've been, we've been going down the road now 
Well, we've been doing clinics for eight years and been going down the road for six years now. Or and um, gosh, it's you learn a lot, but we still feel like we're rookies out on the road. We're always time. learning lessons. <laughs> we have to learn the hard way. <laughs> we do. We were just talking about that last night. Like we sure learn a lot. Like yep, yeah, always the hard way. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we learn so many things the hard way. So, anyways, anything you want to add to that tip? I just thought we'd talk about that since we've had some trouble on the road. I think that's good. Uh, just like I said, Christy and I were talking about it earlier, too. So, I think it's a good thing for people to yep. consider. If you guys have questions about traveling with mules or whatever, I, that could be a whole podcast in and of itself. Is yeah, traveling with do. mules. We do get that question a lot. Just all the ins and outs of everything from paperwork, brand inspections, how far to go. Anyways, if you guys have questions, let us know. Maybe I should do a podcast on that. Decision yeah. made. Do it. I'll do it. I'll do it for <laughs> you guys. So. Okay. And if you guys do have questions right now about anything for Meal Tip Tuesday, start posting them. And that way when we get to it, um, they'll be ready. So... Uh, we did have a couple of questions come in this week that um, we wanted to talk about. Oh, you need to thank our sponsors. We were going to skip. Yeah, thank <laughs> our sponsors. Timber, uh, well, Ty's got me all confused now because there's the... Timberline Mule Company. Timberline Mule Company is Dale. who I... But then there's the Timber... Dale's on here. Hi, Dale. There's a... Dale, Dale's on here, so... Okay, but thank what's you, Dale. The, what's the... Oh, big t big timber. We keep John, getting big timber. So friends of ours. Anyway, so yeah, I'm like, no, no, I keep telling, no, it's Timberline Mule Company, and yes. then 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 he just gives me up. Yep. Anyway, he uh, he has Appaloosa mares that are all gorgeous, and he has some pretty awesome baby mules. Um, I think the oldest is a yearling there, and then mm -hmm. uh, he's got one real real colorful one. You got to go check out his page. It's Dale Wilkerson. Yep. And he's on here. Thanks for watching, Dale. Thanks for your support for this podcast. Okay? And then watering post. The watering post. I can't wait to go home and use it because <laughs> it's at our house. <laughs> yeah, it's being used. If it's we could bring it, that would be cool. It would be handy because we just had to tote a jug of water over yep. to the meal. So. Yep. Anyways, yeah, thank you to Larry at the watering post. And this guy's posted videos about the watering post. You guys can check those out. So on our Facebook page that you're on right now. So, uh, one of the questions that we received this week was from Lynn. How do you say that last name? I don't know, actually. Kuchel? Kichel? I don't know. Kuchel. Kuchel? Okay, so Lynn wrote in, if, if you know something is coming that will spook your mule and um, you know that they're going to bolt and run off, how, how can you prevent them from bolting? And... Gosh, that's just handy, Lynn. If you really know that that's going to bother your mule, then that's a handy thing because most people don't. Um, most people find it out the hard way. So if you know they're going to be troubled by something, the main thing would be to um, get them busy before this comes. And also, I'd say the most important part, and this is this is the hardest part for everybody, including me, is get these mules, it's so hard, but get them in a good mental learning frame of mind rather than the mule instinctual side of their mind. That instinctual side, um, that's the kind that says, you know, whoever leaves first lives longest. You know, um, 
that that's the that's the instinct side. That's why you know a lot of folks will call some of this natural mulemanship or natural horsemanship. And there's nothing natural about what we're trying to do here because nature tells them to flee the scene. So having them in a good frame of mind is most important. Um, if you guys want to make any progress, really, and, and you don't want to have them running off on you all the time, uh, bucking you off and all these things, then um, uh, you, know, you need to get them in a good frame of mind as best as you can. But when when you know something's coming so so here comes a helicopter or an airplane flying low that's what lynn wrote me about she says that um that she, she's got planes flying over where she rides and so this is this is what's causing the mules some trouble so anyways you hear a plane coming maybe you get the mule busy maybe you start circling some trees maybe you start doing figure eights maybe some serpentines i've told you guys in past episodes about um you know the uh, you know, they're, you're moving forward, making these little um, circles and, and all these different little moves we've talked about. Um, but you, you get the mule's mind on you and on a job and not just poking along. So I wouldn't just sit there. But like I said, Lynn, the most important part is getting that good mental frame of mind. That's what I would strive to do. I'd, I'd work hard at that. Um, and then one hidden part that most folks don't think about is don't make up stories. And uh, I thought, didn't we have an episode on this where we talked about, I think I did, if I remember. I can't think right you now. You talked about it somewhere. I've talked about it somewhere, but don't don't make up stories. So don't be like, oh, my mule's going to spook at that. Um, you know, you don't need to tell the future. You, that's not your job, you know, to tell the future. Or, oh, they're going to be really scared of that. Oh, oh they're going to buck if they see that. Or they're going to run off. So, um, mules are very, they live in the moment. And you should work in the moment. Um, but also, you know, you have that ability to, um, you know, think ahead. So you can plan ahead. And that's where that getting their mind right and, and getting... Uh, getting them focused on you will really help you out. So that's an important piece there for sure. Seems Anyways. Like, seems like there's like a fine line between, you know, envisioning. you got to be prepared. Right. It's like you got to be prepared for if they are going to, like you might acknowledge that that's something that could come up. I don't yeah. know. But you don't want to be like, they're scared of that. They're going to be scared of that and then make it happen because you're yep. so focused on the negative versus the positive, you know? So it's like this fine line between the two and... Well, and... Uh, but it's like it's like when we go... So when we do our trail riding clinics, one of the funnest things to talk about with people, because a lot of folks just don't even think about it, is I can, I can tell how your mule is going to act. Like specifically younger mules or, or um, you know, colts and stuff. I can tell what's going to happen by the terrain. Because I've experienced it enough. I've rode enough colts in out on the mountain and in in different terrain to know what they're going to do. You know, I know you, you know when you come to these little we call them little whipty doos, a little uh, what would you call it, a little like a a little down and a up dip, a dip in the in the trail. They're going to try to trot that, and I'm going to pay attention to that. I don't want them to trot it, you know. And so um, I can you can kind of with experience, you guys can get to where you can tell what they're going to do in different terrain. Now. So I can be ahead of the game. So um, I will I will change things up to fit that. Now I'm not saying oh no they're gonna 
they're going to buck right there or they're going to do something. Because I really don't know what they're going to do other than I know I can predict increases of speed and I can predict, um, you know, uh, basically a few different moves, you know. So the job is to keep them out of trouble by knowing the terrain, you know. And it's really hard um, because you look ahead like, oh, that white rock. Oh, I hope my mule's not scared of that white rock. But by putting so much focus you yourself into that white rock, you may have caused your mule to to see it more. Um, you're you're taking their focus yes. to it rather than. Yeah, and so for me in that situation, if I if I happen to think, oh, my mule might be scared of that, which I try really hard not to, although I do try to be prepared. I will get them. I will. I will get them busier. I might say, "All right, well, let's go over to that. Let's go start riding a big circle around that white rock." Um, you know, in this situation, Lynn's talking about the meal being scared of planes, and she also mentioned lawnmowers and stuff when she's riding past folks' house. Um, you know, you know, this is coming up. So basically, noise is. You know, I remember we talked about a couple weeks ago that noise is pressure, definitely. So they feel that, and they'll be. No, noise can drive a mule away for sure, so I'd be aware of that. And so it's just redirecting the feet. But even before that, even before that, just getting a good, comfortable, uh, comfortable mind is so important. So, anyways, that's a good, that's a good question, Lynn. Thank you. Anything you want to add to that, Sky? Um, I think just like you're being observant, so yep. you're observing things around you that you're aware may come up, but you're not focusing on those things. Maybe that's where yeah. the fine line lies. And your mind can water, wander really bad, too. Um, Me, specifically? Yes, <laughs> yours can wander. But, like, because you guys will see, like, a, a, like, oh, here comes a plane. You know, oh, my mule's scared of planes. Oh, well, I wonder how, I wonder if it's going to bolt. Oh, if it bolts, I wonder how fast it's going to run. Do you think it'll go to the left or do you think it'll go to the right? And all those seconds within, I mean, thoughts within one second. Well, okay, well, what if it it runs over there, it might go through those trees. Well, what if I hit a tree? Do I have cell phone reception so I can call for help? I wonder wonder which, you know, I wonder who's going to come. Oh, I hope somebody goes and lets my dog out. Ty's talking about me right now and how my yeah, thoughts yeah, go. Yeah, oh, oh my gosh. How will, the, how will my parents ever know? How, <laughs> how, yeah, so you can, your uh, your mind can just go and just can take that, those nasty turns. That's that's a, that's just a little, that's a little glimpse for you guys in disguise life, <laughs> her, her daily thoughts. Yeah. So, Not anyways. those specifically, but that's how, how they play out. I can play out that one thought for the rest of my life that will go yeah and and mine is much more dull oh oh uh i guess i'll turn the mule left and right right here i guess i'll circle around that pine cone <laughs> that's about as far as it goes i'm pretty i'm pretty dull guy okay tell me about it yep okay uh patty wrote in uh patty says she has a mule that bucks explodes and takes off running and she can't um, she can't stop the mule. She can't pull back hard enough. There's a big red flag right there. I will talk about that. But she, she says she can't pull back hard enough to stop it. Um, and she's considering using a miler combination bit. Wondered what I thought about that. Um, and she also asked if there's a difference in training these mules and horses. So first off, this mule that bucks and runs off and explodes. Um, I'll start by saying that... 
just all this happening if it's if it's if this much is going on with you patty then i'm going to be riding this mule in a safe environment first off so that means i'm going to be working um in probably in the arena okay where if they run off in the arena who cares they're not going anywhere and no big deal you're in a controlled environment so you're not gonna have that big a problem with that being said <clears throat> it's important to know and it's, it's like one of my, my mentor you know, uh, said that in no time in history has a troubled horse or mule ever been fixed by pulling back on both reins. That's never happened. None of you have ever fixed a mule by pulling back on both reins. And just because maybe it stopped, maybe you flipped it over backwards and you stopped it, or maybe you 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 stretched its lips up to its eyeballs to get it to stop, that doesn't mean you fixed the problem. That doesn't mean that they're not going to run off on you again. Or even address the problem. Yeah, you didn't even address the problem. So, I'll tell you guys a quick story. Um, I remember when I was rodeoing for, for uh, Utah Valley University when I was in college. And some of you may know him. Louis Fields, um, amazing cowboy, um, great man, one of, my, one of my best mentors. I love the guy. I learned so much from him. But... Uh, he he was talking to us one day, and, and you guys got to, if you don't know who Lou Fields is, maybe you should look him up and study him a little bit. But this guy is expert, one of the absolute best in the world at getting a horse to buck. So think about this. This guy knows what to do to cause a horse to buck. And okay, so we're, we're college bronc riders, right? Um, and <clears throat> we're learning these things, and he's trying to teach us you know, rodeoing to get the highest score. And, you know, rodeoing, you want them to buck. You want them to buck hard, you know. And we'd talk about it. And, you know, me and Sky had, when I was rodeoing, we had the absolute opposite <laughs> thing. Like, oh, this is what you need to do to get a buck. And she's like, why do you want, doesn't why would you make, want that one? It doesn't make any sense. That one's going to buck really hard. Well, that's, that's <laughs> the one we want is the, is the, is this horse to buck hard. So anyways, with that being said, he's really good at teaching us how to get them to buck. But I remember one specific conversation we was having because, you know, I grew up starting colts. That was our thing. And if, if any time, you know, growing up, uh, you know, colts started to get frisky and wanting to bounce and boogie, well, we just pull on, pull on one side. Now, I didn't know anything, um, you know, about lateral stops or anything like that growing up. But I'd just pull on one side and, you know, just kind of, just kind of turn them like, just kind of spin them around and and uh that worked half the time you know um anyways but i had this little bit of problem of wanting to pull that rein uh kind of pull the horse's head sideways and louie came to me one day he said you got to stop doing that every time you kind of bend that horse's head to the side you are decreasing its ability to buck every time you do that you need to pick up that rein and bring it across its neck and pull straight up and so if you've got to be pitcher and bronc rider okay he'd say pull straight up and he'd say pretend like you had two reins and you're really pulling on both reins because we know because he'd always say you know when you pull a horse's head up like that like if you have both reins you'll really get it to buck because it has something to brace on so think about what he just yeah. said what he said there pull pull on this you know he um, i only have one rein as a bronc rider but he'd say pull on that straight up you know, pick up on your rein as if you had two reins because that'll really get them to buck because they'll brace on it. So think of you guys, when you guys have trouble with these mules and you just have 
you know, and you pull back on both reins. Because that was the other part of her question. She said she'll pull back on both reins and the mule would start to buck. How interesting is that? So when when you guys are getting trouble, you don't want to pull back on both reins. That will more time nine times out of ten, that will entrap the mule. Basically, they'll when they're when they're running off, they're on an instinct mode, right? So they're on the they're on the animal mode. They are just at that moment they're just a prey animal and they're just surviving. When you pull back on both reins, it's kind of like you trap them by the front end. And oftentimes, I say I say nine times out of ten, and in real in a situation like this, they're going to set up and probably at least crow hop on you because most mules don't have it in them to buck very hard, anyways. But most of you guys would consider crow hop being buck bucking anyway. Sometimes it feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so so think about what Louis said there, you know, um, and you know. Being an expert at knowing how to get an animal to buck when the best in the world should tell you something, do the opposite. Do the opposite of those things. <laughs> you guys can enjoy your ride. See, guys, Ty learned how to make it happen. Yes. And how to make sure that it doesn't yes, happen. Yes, I, I learned. I studied it, too. You know, rodeo, and you want to be the best you can. And that's why some guys are world champions and some guys aren't, is the ability to get horses that don't want to buck to buck. Mm-hmm. You know, think about my, I think about my good buddy, uh, Casey Field, you know, uh, some of you guys that follow rodeo, I mean, fantastic bareback rider, uh, Cody Wright, you know, he's my favorite bronc rider of all time, but these guys could take horses that would typically run off or just kind of dribble off or kind of hop off and they could get them to buck. They knew how to get them to buck. Anyways, rodeo guys will study that. Well, then the opposite, there's been some, what you told a story about. A bronc that was a pickup horse than at the next rodeo. Yes. Sides, you know? Yeah. And you can, so anyways, so do the opposite of those things <laughs> to, to uh, you know, keep your mules from bucking. Now, the other part of her question was this Myler combination bit. Now, some of you watching know that that bit is my nemesis. Least favorite. <laughs> my least favorite. I was so happy I went three clinics in a row. Um... We went three clinics in a row without anybody having a miler bit, and I was impressed. Um, now, some of you watching, if if you have that, I'm not I'm not going to give you that hard of a time until I see you at a clinic. Then I might <laughs> no, but I uh, you know I I'm not a fan of anything that that the purpose to get your results is inflicting pain. Um, I'm real big on signal. I love I love tools that you that are signal device. That's why I love a snaffle. Uh, I love a hackamore. Um, I like bridle bits. Um, they're used for signals. Now all those things, all those things, everything you guys ever put on animal can totally be used to inflict pain, and it can be used the wrong way. Absolutely. Um, so that's as far as I'll talk there, but. Patty, to, to answer your question, if you give me your mule right now and it's my mule and it's running off and bucking and has all these problems, I'm in a snaffle bit because I have a process. A lot of you guys have been following us and you kind of have the idea. We made a podcast all about the snaffle bit progression. I'm going to make them about the Hackmore progression and others as we keep on going here. But I did I did uh, a podcast for you guys on, sna- on the snaffle bit progression. If you haven't listened to that... You need to go to our podcast, Everyday Mealmanship, and find it because it's important. We also have from, I mean, it's been a year or two maybe, that we made a Facebook 
Mule Tip Tuesday called the the Snaffle and Why. So you could yeah search that as well. But you know, Patty, I got to get all these things going good in a snaffle because when I get out of a snaffle, it's a graduation. I'm not failing out of a snaffle bit. There's so many folks that fail out of that bit that it doesn't work out for them and they quit um, and they move up. You know, they think, well, this will really hurt the mule and, you know, let's inflict that pain and that'll get them to stop. And, it, and maybe it will. But the problem with pain, when you guys are using pain as your tool, when you're using pain to get results, basically, as you know, you're using punishment as your tool for, you know, going further. You know, punishment never brings progress with the mule. And I've, um, and I know this from experience, right? I mean, you guys forget that a lot of these things that, that I tell you not to use and not to do is from experience. And hopefully that's the value that I bring to you guys is um, I'm, I'm helping you learn from my experience. We're, we're learning the hard way so you guys don't <laughs> yeah. have to. <laughs> life's, life's too darn short to learn, <laughs> learn from your own experience. Learn, you know, learn from other people's experience, you know, and, um, anyway, so, uh, and her last question was, we're about out of time, but was, is training any, anything different from training a horse, training a mule? Uh, one of my favorite quotes is from Tom Dorrance and he says, you have to work with the mule the way you should work with a horse. And so I will leave it at that. I but, think the uh, word is treat. Yeah. You have to treat. Yep. The horse the way you should. I mean, the mule the way you should treat a horse. Yep. So, anyways, we're about out of time for you folks. So, thank you for watching. Um, the girls have been good. The girls are right here behind us watching the movie. They've been so good to be quiet. We bribed them with yep. the movie. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> but thank you guys. Appreciate you guys. If you guys could hit the share button, if you enjoyed today's Mule Tip Tuesday, hit that share button, hit the like button. Um, and also, if you guys could leave us a review. If you listen to this later on the Everyday Mulemanship podcast, I would love it if you left left us a five-star rating and a, and a review. Let us know what you think of these, these uh, Meal Tip Tuesdays and these episodes, and uh, we'd be very grateful for that. So Sorry we didn't get to any live questions. We didn't get to any live questions. These kind of filled up. So we'll take... Uh, looks like a few guys, a few of you guys have uh, some questions, so we will take those for next week. Okay, so we'll start there next week. So, anyways, God bless you. Thanks for watching, and uh, we'll catch you later. Thank you.